Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife once again, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, you enjoying getting those new floors put in the house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had some old carpet been upstairs for since we bought the house. I guess mm-hmm. we've been there five years now, yeah. like that. It needed to go. Yeah. So we've had one fast Jimmy over there all week. <laughs> it took. A, it's taken a long time. And we have not fast. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if it's. I don't know. They just tore it the out. Job. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. Um, but we've had to be there. So I hadn't got to go. To one the of us. Yeah. yeah. We've been juggling that. But we're here. It's Friday. We're doing our podcast. We're doing it. We've got we got a video out. We released a video this week. We shot another one that we're going to talk about a little bit about today. That we're going. It's like not. a delicious dinner, and we're not going to talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, hey, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> you weren't happy with it. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, really? Yeah. What was your problem? Um, I thought the shrimp were delicious. They were delicious. Yeah. I'm just not, I don't, I don't know about the quality of the video. Oh, you think it's more on that side of yeah, it? With yeah. the food, it was, yeah, the, it was yeah, the production. Yeah, hey, that yeah. happens. Um, we're, I'm not 100%, so I'm going to review everything this weekend and we'll see. Okay. Because we shot it last night. I hadn't had a chance to look at it. So we may not have a delicious dinner <laughs> video. I mean, <laughs> are you, no, the, what that tells me is I'm going to have to reshoot that one, right? <laughs> hey, I don't mind hey. making shrimp again. It was It was excellent. Wouldn't you rather have it right? Yeah, I don't want to put out something jacked up. See, we yeah. had, so, we caught a lot of flack off the sound on the hog video. And I, to this day, cannot get it to make the sound that everybody Yeah, I had no idea it made that sound until people we thought, let me know that after we'd uploaded it. Yeah, we thought the sound was pretty good on it. I mean, yeah, it was like we tried to use a boom mic and we tried to use some mic on, um, on a lav mic. And so it was a little different, but evidently there was some feedback that some people could hear. But yeah, some people could, some people could. Maybe my old ears just couldn't hear it. Maybe but. that. Well, you need fresh new ears yeah. to hear it. <laughs> I try. I even got Michael. I said, Michael, watch this on your phone. Watch it on the TV or wherever you watch your YouTube's. And he said he could hear something, but I don't even know if he knew what I was talking about. It yeah. wasn't like something ear piercing. We never could get it to yeah. do that, but I guess for some people it was. Anyway, yeah. so. So you don't want so that leads me back to we're not going Shell is like on this mission now to not put out anything that's not up to her standards. So hey, it's okay with me. And I've got really high standards. She does. Look, at, look, look, look at me. You know she's got high standards. Um, I want to talk about the app real quick. Sure. What's, what's Down, up with that? Go download the app. Um, we've been working on it and working on it and working on it. Um, having an App is hard if you don't know what you're doing. I, I had I, I thought it was working fine every time I use it. What'd you do to it? No, I mean we're just constantly trying to improve upon it. Oh, it's yeah. been working. Okay. It's been working since what a year ago, I guess, is when we got it back up and working. Is this the third uh, update we've released? Third then? or fourth? Yeah. We um. So what we figured out is you better hire a company that knows how to do so do an app, and that's where we're at now. Yeah, I have yeah. no. We have no. We hired them, and they've been, they worked on it, and they've been keeping it up to date and, and improving upon it. And we're tracking any errors that happen so we can fix them when we know about them and so stuff like that. So what's the latest and greatest? Did you change some stuff or? I mean, it's it pretty much just the same, same thing. thing. You just go, you can search for your favorite recipes. You can favorite them, you know. So you can get to them, access them quicker. Yeah, you can build your own favorites list of recipes. Can you go to the shop still? Like yeah. Oh, yeah. If you need to, to go to the shop. Can you yeah. listen to the podcast? You can. Oh well, that's all it needs to do. Then. Yeah, it's just an easy way to search recipes. Yeah. So, so it's just fixing bugs, basically. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. I just when we discover to... there's problems, you let Speak Creative do. Is that who it is? Speak Creative. Yeah. And then they go in and they troubleshoot it and fix it and release an update. Yeah. They let us know because I get an update from like I got an email from Apple the day it said your app has been approved and I said well it was approved four years ago <laughs> that's great you sent me that. <laughs> I guess they approve something else. Huh? Every time you do an update, you have oh, to do that. That's you have well, to go through the review and update process. I just said, okay, don't open that. That might be spam. Mm-hmm. That's the way I treat my emails. Now. <laughs> I'm very, very hesitant to open something. I don't know that it should be coming. I don't know, know, but since we're spending all this money on it, I thought we'd say if you don't already have the app, yeah, get the app. I can't get, get the, the app. app. It's free. It's free app. 
and it's beats going to the website and typing mm-hmm. in all the other yeah. stuff and navigating that yeah. right there on your mobile device. Um, I've been trying to talk Tennessee Mojo into coming on and doing a video with you. Is he going to do it? I said something to him. He said, you just let me know the time. That means you don't want to come. Yeah. If you, say, if, if, if you do that, yeah, if you say, here, I, I can come here. I'm saying, okay, well, we can come. We can make that happen. Or t- he goes, just tell me what you want me to do. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. You come <laughs> and show us a recipe. Yeah. Uh, we had so, a, um, so we hung out with, we got to hang out with Jay yeah. and Jamie, uh, the Mojo family. The- last week <laughs> at the contest, they were, they came and cooked and uh, we had a big time. Yeah. So if you um, follow Jay in Tennessee Mojo, give him a hard time. Tell him to come on. We'll we'll have to rig up something where we can't see his face. Like I can oh. put him, make him a little screen or get, <laughs> let him wear his run a mask. Yeah. His glasses and his mojo hat, and he could, you know, we'll do the voiceover part of it. Yeah, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him full face on our channel. We're not doing. We're not gonna do that. That's his style. I love that style. I think yeah, it's cool. It's different. His He's videos, funny. they're funny. They're really good. They're, they're shot really well. The quality of them's really good. You, I'm sure you approve of the quality. Yeah, they're they're very good. He's. I mean, Jay's an excellent photographer anyway, so he stepped it right into video. Yeah, the sound that it's real good too. So. So and his recipes are good. Yeah. I mean, he does some stuff that's out of the box. Man, he did. Red Bull ribs. Red Bull ribs. Um, what was the other one I watched? The uh, uh, Bacon Burger Dog. The Bacon Burger Dog. I wanted to try that. That came from the Cosby Show is what, what Jamie said. Yeah, yeah. The Bacon Burger Dog. I thought that was hilarious. I've taken uh, a smoked sausage and wrapped it in bacon, yeah. but I've never like made a, you know, what do they call it? It's like those fatties where you take sausage and you stuff it around something, mm-hmm. wrap it in bacon. That you know, but he's taking it to another level, putting the smoked sausage inside that and then wrapping it. So. I thought it was it not a hot dog. Mm. Or was it, it was, his was like a Johnsonville sausage dog. Yeah, kind of. yeah. So it was it was like a hot dog shape, but it was I think it was like a Johnsonville smoked sausage or something. They got all different kinds. And then he put uh, you could do burger meat around. You it. can do it with a hot dog, smoked sausage, brat, whatever you want. Yeah. You do a Brat Burger dog. Yeah. Did you do you bacon, remember that from Bacon Brat Burger dog? I don't remember that from the Cosby shows. It seems like I always remember he wanted to eat cake. I didn't <laughs> he was always sneaking cake. cake. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. And uh his wife would catch him. Claire. Claire. Catch yeah. him. I remember oh, him, I remember him making sauce or something. Like he had some special <laughs> barbecue sauce or something. He was always working yeah, on I wouldn't, it. I wouldn't want to try that sauce. Don't tell the <laughs> knock you out. <laughs> I said lights out sauce. <laughs> Bill's famous lights out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Don't Good. try that bacon burger dog either. <laughs> I tried Jay's. <laughs> but yeah, we gotta get him on there. So we cooked contest last week. Yep. It was a KC, it was a SCA contest on Friday night. Uh KCBS contest on Saturday. Broke out the new trailer for the first time. I think we got some kinks worked out about how things work it was yeah. a learning experience because you know yeah. just getting to know a new trailer and stuff but everything went well it was we, awesome i thought i didn't yeah. stay over but oh man that was the most comfortable barbecue trailer i ever stayed in <laughs> that was that you know when we laid down that night we get the you like the pits and you kind of take a little nap before you put the meat on or whatever uh anyway said man this might be too comfortable we might, <laughs> we might not wake up because i'm used to my old bed it felt like it was going to throw you out of it, like, <laughs> yeah, it was i don't know if it was leaning or what but it was like you know i had a decent twin size mattress and box springs and a little um memory foam topper on it but it always felt like you were trying to get ejected (laughs) this one is like i bought what was that um the mattress you bought to go in there it was a twin size it was one of those that show up yeah it wasn't a purple but it was something like one of those tough the needle tough the needle yeah yeah vacuum sealed oh i was like there's no way this is gonna be way too small for me yeah and it's like just in a I mean, it's pretty heavy. I mean, it was like it, on the box, it said two person lift. I bet it weighed 50 pounds or more. Yeah. But then it's all vacuum sealed down. So we laid it out on the bed. And uh, I told Jamie, he was helping me uh, get it in there and situated and stuff. And he said, So I don't think it's going to fit. I think it's going to be way too small for that area. And we, we cut it, and that thing just starts blowing up, man. <laughs> and it got, I mean, it's probably, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, it's big. Eight to 10 inches thick, fills up a whole twin bed spot. It, feel, it fit perfect. In the spot on my, my trailer, so. Yeah. 
The and old, it slept well. The old trailer was pretty much just a hole <laughs> with an air conditioner on top. And we had to set up tables and we put in, you know, Jay- Jamie actually, uh, Jamie built Williams some built frames. some bed frames. Yep. But the And then there was a um, porch on the back where we kept the cookers. But the problem with that is you had to walk. Through the beds. Yeah, through the little bed area. Down a little squeeze through the trail, yeah. There was no bathroom. Uh, there was a sink in the in the nose. Yeah. But that was it. There was no storage. No storage, no. This one's got it all. Full, you know, full facilities, private sleeping quarters, double TVs with satellite and internet. <laughs> I got a hotspot to bring with me, so we got everything we need. And then it's got, you know, full-size sink. And I don't have a triple sink. I just got a, a single-base sink. But it's deep, and it's perfect for washing pans like we, we use. It worked out great. There's plenty of prep area. There's a little couch, and there's tons of storage. And so what we figured out is we used a little four-foot table out on the back, and we set actually two of them. One of them held our cambros, you know, our holding boxes. They're out of the way, double stacked. And we got plenty of room. And then we had another little moving table that we, a four foot table that had adjustable legs. So it gets it up tall enough to where it ain't breaking my back. And that's where we did everything on. You know, we, I mean, we kind of prepped inside. And then when it come time to put the meat on, we just move it out to that table. And then it's like wrap at that table, check the temp at that table. So nothing. Nothing messy is coming back in the trailer, really, until you get to making blind boxes. And then we pull, you pulled the pork out on the trailer, so that didn't heat. You know, in our old trailer, when you brought all that hot pork, like, you know, you bring four pork butts in, a oh, trailer yeah. in the sun, and it's hot. I mean, it just heats it up, and the AC can't recover. Well, we stayed. You know, it was it was perfect. We had to turn the ACs down to keep it from cooling off too much. Yeah. So everything um, everything worked out. I mean, I would say it would be nice to have a fan on that. Back porch, back, yeah. Back porch. I thought about that. There's a place to put one up in that corner too, like you know, one of those little wall type mount fans on a on a little turny mm-hmm. thing or whatever. You could put it up in that corner, it'd be out of the way, but it just create enough breeze to to give you a little draft because it's got side windows that open up, but it's still with a, a you know cooker in there running 250 degrees, it gets hot. I can't take it anymore. What? Couldn't hear me. Yeah, I can't. Hear I gotta you. get us some new. We gotta get some new uh, earwear. For the audio, I'm just gonna have to deal with it. I bought these I hate cheap. These big ones. Uh, I don't know what these are. They're like little cheap, fake app, uh, Apple earbuds, and I got to get some better ones because these mine's are kind of breaking up too. Yeah. So Friday night was the steak contest. Friday night was a steak contest. Waylon cooked in it, and Michael cooked in it, and Michael cooked in it. He did cook in it. He made a, and so the kicker is. Him and Mark Williams, they get Mark for some. I, we talked about this. He always wants to bet Michael who's going to finish better. So Michael's like, okay, their bet was whoever whoever finished better in the steak contest. It was seventy eight grown men steak cookers and Michael. Mm-hmm. It was one other kid. Was there another kid in I it? I thought Will cooked. Yeah, Will cooked. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how many yeah. kids, and I just like to say he was probably <laughs> Michael was probably the youngest. He was. And uh, so they the the loser had to cook the winner. Uh, their best or favorite style of a hot dog and buy them ice cream from Area 51. Completely nice bet. Completely, you know, that's a fair bet. That's a nice And bet. then Mark throws in a hair After bet. I had left. After you left, yeah, because you Friday left and night. home. Yeah. They hadn't still hadn't cooked. I don't even know if they'd had their, they didn't even have their steak selection yet. Yeah. But Mark's like, we're betting a hair match. And so it, all of a sudden it goes from a friendly hot dog and ice cream <laughs> to you got to shave. You get to cut the other person's hair however you want to. And, uh, and so Michael kid, agrees. My kid has this beautiful, thick, <laughs> wavy red hair. It's just it's the best hair ever. I don't even know where <laughs> it comes from or where he got it, but it's beautiful. And um, I... Mark Williams was not fixing to shave that. You, you, you let him shave. <laughs> no. Well, I told him no. never make a hair bet. So don't do it. Don't ever do that. You know, there's some things you don't bet. Yeah. But the hair is one of them that I would never bet. And so all of a sudden it got real. You know. <laughs> so you know, Waylon's in there trimming his steak up, and Michael's trimming his. They're right beside each other inside the trailer. They get them tight. He picked, first of all, Michael goes over there. And picks out steaks, and you to in the SCA contest they always have like these poker chips with numbers on them, and you pull them out of a bag or whatever, and that's the number you get to pick your steak. So he so when he pulled his number out, luckily he picked number one, 
So he had pressure on him. You know, he was the yeah. first pick. And I Did said, they have good steaks? Yeah, yeah, they were real good steaks. Yeah. And so I told him, I said, man, whatever you do, you know, go pick you a good steak. Mm-hmm. Pick you a good steak. So he picked out one, had a nice banalis on it. It just had, a, you know, the tail. He didn't have to do a lot of trimming on it. And he just cut, kind of cut the tail off and I will tied say, it he's up. pretty good at picking Selection. steaks. Yeah, yeah. so... The, um, so he picked. So picking first means you also pick dead last because they do like a serpentine style uh, turnaround. Yeah, all you know one through seventy. That's why I think or, the middle is really the best. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've I've done but well both times. Yeah, I've had number one and and finished first in that contest, and I've had you mm-hmm. know the last one in front. Of, it doesn't really it really don't matter as long as they get. It's all on the steak that day. Yeah, I mean sometimes you get some crappy steaks, and that's nothing to do about it. But so he picked two steaks, and the, the last one, it was, I wouldn't say it was a, uh, it was a try hard. So it was, you know, it was, he picked one with the, you know, normal spinalis, the, and then he got one that was a try hard, and everybody skipped over it. And I was like, well, I don't know why people skip this steak. I mean, it was a little different color. Like, it, you know how beef sometimes it'll have that yeah. light pink? Some of, some of it was all red, and this one steak was kind of lighter pink, and it was, you know, it felt a little. Maybe tougher, but but it looked fine. It was a good try hard steak. And I said, well, I can't believe people skipped over that. So he gets them trimmed up, gets them tied, seasons them. And his seasoning process, he does just like I did in the video. He puts AP on it. He lets it set for about 30 minutes. He comes back with some hot rub, lets that sit. And then right before he grills it, he puts just a little bit of steak rub on it. And then we melted some butter. Um, we like he, He's got a – we use these little aluminum tray-like pans. They what do you call like, those? Like a brownie pan? It's not a brownie it's pan. It's more like a bunt. Yeah. No. Like um, a mini banana bread pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what it looks like. But it's and like it, the disposable type. Yeah, it's perfect to put a stick of butter in and just set it up on top of your PK and just let it melt. So that's all. And then you can throw it away. Yeah, then you can throw it away. So that's all you did. So they fired up the PKs and Waylon's cooking his and Michael's cooking his. So I go out there. I'm kind of the time man, the butter, the guy that sits the butter up there on it for him and moves it. Mm-hmm. And all this, and since there wasn't hair bed, I might have done just a little more mm-hmm. cooking process. I may have run the thermal I've seen a bit. how this process works but, before. <laughs> so the first date we got, first first pick of the day, you know, it's going to be the one he's going to turn in because it's the best looking steak, mm-hmm. you know, that was out there, he thought. And so we cook it and we do the, you know, it's like a minute and a half. And then we, I made him pick the steak up. Did y'all cook them? Clean the grate the real time? good, sprayed it again, then put it back, let him put it back down. No, we all cooked them one at a time. Okay. We were just cooking the best one because we was yeah. like, this other second state, last state, we don't know. And so we did that. And when we flipped it, it didn't, he didn't press down enough on it and it didn't get good. Like only half of it had grill marks. Mm. And I was like, man, it just don't look good. So we finished cooking it and put it to the side. And we didn't start, I think we started cooking like 10 minutes before the 30 minute window opened. Why didn't you just use the other side as the upside? I don't know. I didn't even look at it. We just, <laughs> this steak was not right, so we yeah, put it yeah, over, yeah. and we still had like 20 minutes to cook this other steak. So the second steak, I was like, well, we probably messed up today, so let's just cook this one some. We're going to cook it right. So we did it, and he pressed down this time. He got it turned. I cleaned the grates between every time he picked it up for him, turned it, flipped it. It was beautiful. And then once we went the other, it was about three minutes, a minute and a half, minute and a half, doing our turns, he picked it up, and I set the, the cook more grid on there. And raised the st- – no, no, we didn't have that. We f- I thought it was in uh, the grill, but it wasn't. We had to use uh, another one of those aluminum pans with one of our chicken racks sitting on top of it. No, so, you didn't really. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So we put an aluminum pan there and put a chicken rack on top of it and then put the steak on top of that. And that way nothing from the bo- – and I th- kind of didn't mind it because nothing from the grill. You're just getting residual heat around yeah. the pan at that point. And then we just, at that point, that we just watch it. And that going to heat up. Oh, yeah. And then we just kept basting it with butter and watching it. And I stuck a probe in it. And I said, all right, Mike, when you see 130, it's time to get it. And he stood there. And when, when we saw 130, pulled it off. And then we didn't, it didn't get to rest maybe three or four minutes. And he turned it in. And I think Mark Williams was 24th. <laughs> Michael got a walk. Seventh place. Or six, six sixth or seventh. Place. Yeah, sixth yeah. place, $100 check. Because Brian Wesson got seven. Yeah. Michael yeah, got yep. six. Son of a butcher. Yeah. Brian from Mobile. Michael won a hundred bucks. Won him a hundred bucks. Now he gets to. Now the, the kicker is not only does Mark Williams have to make now. him a hot dog, 
<laughs> his way. Michael said, what's my way? I said, I don't know, son. Tell me you want an all-American dog. It's like, yeah. <laughs> doesn't Sonic have an all-American dog? Yeah. It's like ketchup, and mustard, relish, whatever. It's easy. That's usually the stuff he eats. And he gets to go pick him out some ice cream. And he gets to shave Mark Williams' <laughs> head. Or to cut it however he wants to. So he he's, keeps sending him memes. He's sending him memes of the haircuts. He said he wanted like George Costanza on <laughs> Seinfeld. Mark asked me, did y'all pick these memes out? I said, no, man. He showed us. I thought it was hilarious. But I don't know. Never bet hair. Never bet hair. I would have I would have had to put the, uh-uh. The, the, the kibosh, the kibosh, the kibosh <laughs> yeah. on that bed. I don't know. You ain't going to I probably wouldn't have let him shave Michael's head. That's been there. <laughs> probably wouldn't have. But I probably wouldn't have went over there and helped as much <laughs> if if that wouldn't, uh, you know, if the on hair the wasn't on the line. Hair wasn't on the line. I probably wouldn't have went over there and probed and told him when to get it off and all that stuff. Uh, Mark said he's going to turn it into a YouTube video. That would be good. Do yeah. it on the video. Michael, get the shave. Mark's head. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a good idea. So, Saturday. So, Saturday, we cooked KCBS, and it was, you know, chicken, ribs, pork butt, brisket. Thought everything went well. It It went smooth. For one, we cooked on a brand new CTO that Mm -hmm. had never been cooked on. I mean, it was brand spanking there. Love it. And then um, cooked chicken on the old drum, standby. You came out, helped out, helped me cook the chicken. I said I wasn't going to. I did. I trimmed. Made a bot. And made I cooked. T- you did. And, made and you liked it, didn't you? Wasn't it fun? It was fun. It was getting back in the swing of things. It went so smooth. It did. We ended smooth. up with a uh, seventh place pork call. Yeah. Oh, we were 20th over, 20, 20th or 21st overall, something like that. Yeah. Middle of the pack. But we were middle of the pack. I think it was 40 something, 48 teams or something like that. Um, The chicken... There was nothing wrong with the chicken, but it wasn't anything spectacular. I think my problem with chicken is it was Springer Mountain chicken, but it had been through a freeze thaw, like a chip thawed out. I got it and froze it back and then thawed it out again. And so we injected it, but it still was it was on the dry side. It wasn't overdone. Every time we get chicken that's either been froze for too long or it's gone through too many freeze thaw cycles, it develops that bad texture. I've made it... um, it's going to be my new thing. I'm only cooking fresh stuff that I hadn't. If it's been froze, it was froze before I got it. It's never been froze again. And I'm going to source it right there. Yeah. I'm not going to get it and hold it because I'm just, I think that's a big part. When you when you open up these packages, like, you know, like we trim chicken or you trim chicken. It, it thawed, trimmed it, and then put it back in a bag. And the next day when we get it out to take it to the contest, it is the bag, all the moisture's in the bag. It's not in the chicken anymore. Well, you've talked about before how the freeze thaw cycle damages the meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because of the way it froze. If you can fat, if you can flash freeze it or blast chill freeze it, mm-hmm. it doesn't tear the meat up as bad. And that's typically how you get it when you buy it from a store or somewhere. If you're buying frozen meat, it's been blast chilled froze. And when you get it back home, if it's thawed out and you put it back or you repackage it and try to freeze it in your deep freeze or refrigerator freezer. It just doesn't freeze the same. It's a slow freeze, so it, it lets more of that moisture crystallize, and it tears the meat up. It breaks down that cellular structure. So when you thaw it, all all that moisture that's in your bag is actually flavor that come out of that meat, mm-hmm. and you're not. It's it's harder to get it moist. Uh, you know, you lose all that moisture from cooking, and especially when you're going up against. I mean, if you'd have tried that chicken just by itself, you'd have been like, "This is really good chicken." Yeah. But if you're going up against people that have a better quality chicken, you know. Yep. And so, I mean, I, I thought, you know, everything went smooth. The, the pork was phenomenal. That was I mean, some of the better pork we've yeah. cooked. We, uh, we did four pork butts. I put them on at, I think it was 1 a.m. And we ran them till 5 a.m. at 2.50 on the CTO and we wrapped them. And in the wrap, I only put some vinegar sauce. And then we cooked them and we put a, I put my probe right in the center of the money muscle at that point. And then as soon as I see it get to like 195, 198, right in that range, we cut the money muscles off. So we take the butt out, take a knife. I've already got them trimmed a little bit the way I trim them. And it, you just kind of cut them off and put them in a Ziploc bag with a little of the juice that's in the pan and then put them back in the Cambro and then return that butt, move the probe back to the center and then take that butt up to almost 200. And that's what we did. But 
I started them out fat up. And so when I panned, you know, we panned them and then put the vinegar sauce over and fold over the top. I flipped it to where the fat was down where all that good, what I call bacon meat or false cat meat is in the bottom of all that au jus that's cooking. And so it can't dry out. And it's when you render that fat from there and you take that button, you ready to break it down, you flip it back over, you can just take your hand and kind of rake that fat off the top. And that, all that meat's just laying there for the taking. And it's so good. Well, be careful. Some of it's up in that fat that you just raked off. Yeah. It's almost like it's double it's like layered. A, yeah. It's uh, like a layer of fat, a layer of meat, yeah. a layer of fat. If you can pull the fat off that, yeah. la- uh, that layer of meat, that is, that's what we put in the box. Yeah. That's what I was, you know, that. If you you got to be like you said, you got to be yeah. careful because you can kind of rake it off the top and expose it. Then there's fat below it, so you got to yep. kind of get the meat off that fat. And it's just these long strands. It looks like belly meat. I the mean, best. It, it has the smoke. <laughs> it has the flavor because it's been encapsulated by the fat. I mean, it's just all surrounded by it. It's packed full of moisture and it just melts in your yeah. mouth. If I'm it? pulling butts for somebody, you know, like somebody's watching me pull a butt or something, not for contest, but yeah. like you know for. I'm serving it or something. They're standing there. I'll pull that off and hand it to them, you know, because they don't know what they're getting yeah, from yeah. And they're just like, oh, my God, that's the best bite of pulled pork I've ever had. <laughs> it's crazy that we <laughs> cook that much pork just for the – I mean, that's why we cook four. You got four false caps. You can get a you can get a box full of meat off that if you know what you're doing. We pretty much turned in money muscles yep. and false cap. There was a – you put the uh, picture up of our boxes on – was it on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was on the story. And they or, look great. Yeah. Um, except for the brisket box. We had to slice it thick. thick. Yeah. That was Not the, thin. The, so the brisket went over a little bit, but I had a problem with a probe. And the brisket was behind, and it was behind all day. And I was like, the point was doing fine because I had it probed separate. And the, the flat was always like 15, 20 degrees behind. And I just said it shouldn't be that. So by the time we got our butts done – it was still showing that our flat was like 190. I was like, there's just no way. So I said, well, then we got to open it. We don't like to, we don't like to open our brisket until it gets to 198. That's kind of where we open it. But just going by time, uh, how long I know they cook, I was like, it's, you know, we got to check. This is when we're normally checking. Something's up. And the probe hadn't, you know, told us anything. It was reading all mm-hmm. day, but it wasn't right. It was 15, 15, 20 degrees off all day. And so when we probed it, it was like that brisket was 208, 209 and super soft. I was like, man, we might have, this one overshot a little. It tasted delicious. I mean, it was delicious, but the burnt ends were really good. Yeah. But I don't even, where did we finish in brisket? I don't even remember. It was middle, uh, middle of the pack. It wasn't, it I wasn't. I think it's like 17th or yeah, something. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't no, horrible. It wasn't bad. But it, it was, I think it's because to get it to stay together, you had to slice it a little bit thicker. Yeah. I mean, it was, they were, uh, <laughs> they were half inch thick at least. <laughs> they weren't maybe, no maybe three pencil. quarters. No, they were. <laughs> what did Michael say? They were number one pencil. <laughs> yeah, the big old Ticonderoga. <laughs> the kind he used to get yeah. kindergarten when you can hold it just like <laughs> like a log and write with it. <laughs> <laughs> so everything. I mean, you know, I, I was happy. I was I was thrilled that Michael beat Mark Williams and got seventh yeah, place. Yeah. Got a call that made my weekend. Um, and then we got a call, so that was a good fire dancer won it. He Eric Lee, answer. Eric Lee, uh, he cooked that same chicken he said that was on the video we did, and he, he took grand champion. Kind of alluded to the fact that scraping the skin is not good for chicken. Really? Yeah. He told you that. You know how Eric is. Yeah. He tells. He's, he's shifty, huh? Yeah, yeah. He kind of <laughs> hints at it, you yeah. know. Don't scrape it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe that's why our chicken dries out. Maybe we, should, we need to do a comparison. Yeah. Cause you always scrape it. It's got me thinking. We hadn't done it non-scraping a long time, yeah. so we're going. But I, I was glad that Eric, when we went to dinner with him and his wife afterwards. That was another highlight of my weekend. I know, going, that was so much fun. to La Siesta. And uh, I had my polo tapatio. <laughs> had some the Mexican guacamole I love. That's real chunky and got the fresh tomatoes and onions and jalapeno and cilantro in it. And then what else do we have? Margaritas. You had a couple of shots of Patron, a couple of big Dos Equis. We did it. And I went home with the bed. Man, that was some good sleep there, too, though. <laughs> I don't remember what Sunday. What did we do Sunday? Oh, it was Father's Day. Oh, Father's Day. Yeah. So I had ordered, uh, from for Father's Day, I usually always cook my dad catfish, and that's what we did this year. Took everything over to my mom and dad's, and I ordered a box of catfish from Simmons. Uh, catfish farm, but where, what town are they in? Do you know? 
You can get it online. It's in Mississippi. Is it like Belzoni or something like that? It's something or, like that. Go ahead. Itabina. It's it's down there in Delta somewhere, I think. But um, so I ordered a box. I think it was a five pound box. Oh, it's in Yazoo City. Oh, it's in Yazoo City. Simmons is okay. Well, that's good. That's down there with you, Bonds. Yeah, man. yeah. I bet you they cook. I bet you they cook. Uh, I think Simmons they do cook in their yeah. restaurant. It's the best tasting. I mean, Pride of the Pond's good here in Tunica, but I I don't know why. I found when I found out that your granddad was always cooking that Simmons uh, for the fourth. Once I started eating that, I said like, I'm just gonna order Simmons because it's it's always really clean fish. It tastes really good. My dad used to always drive to yeah, there to get okay. it because they didn't, sh- you know, they didn't. Yeah, back then, back then, back then, you didn't have the like internet. That you, yeah, <laughs> that you were ordering catfish, but they yeah. sent it to me overnight. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't cheap, but I don't remember. We bought hush puppies. We bought a giant bag of their hush puppies that they do. And they were, the first time I ever tried them, they were really good. Yeah. They have a jalapeno version I'd like to try too. And then um, I ordered the three to five ounce fillets. And the, what I do is I, like, that morning, Sunday morning, when we got up, I put them um, in the sink kind of to thaw. And then I, then I put them out on uh, my pork racks over a sheet pan covering full laid them out individually and just so they would really kind of air dry. So I stuck them back in the fridge and they kind of air dry. I pat them with paper towels and then I bagged them up and took them to my parents. But, oh, I also split them because I, like I, like I like to do more of like a smaller uh, strip of catfish than a whole fillet. If you like them whole fillets, go ahead and no, do it. But I like strip. Yeah. You more the crunchy edges around the edge. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. So a lot of catfish houses do that too. Mm-hmm. They, they, you, there's kind of a seam in that catfish fillet and it's really easy to do. You just take your knife and go right down it. So it separates that three to five ounce fillet into two portions. And you think that you could eat three or four whole fillets. You can't eat. I don't think you can, somebody could eat that much catfish. Cause I was like, oh. whole fillets. Oh yeah. yeah. I was going to say I had three, but that was a, yeah. So that I was a fillet and a half. half. Yeah. And I think and I had I was, four. So I yeah. had two fillets, which that's, you know, three to five ounce. That's, you know, almost by the time you had bread and then it cooks, I would say it's probably a half pound of meat. Easy. Yeah. And, you know, total, I would say. And then we served it with the standards, fries, hush puppies, coleslaw. So I battered it to, when I got over to my parents, I put them back out on the racks, seasoned them with some AP and some King Crawl, let them set just a few minutes kind of in the air, and I put some yellow, plain yellow cornmeal in one of my meat bags. And then it probably was, I don't know, three or four cups to do that much catfish. Seasoned it with a little bit of AP, <laughs> put the fillets down in the bag, shook them around, put them back on the rack, and started getting my peanut oil hot. Peanut oil. And that's the key, peanut oil. I don't care what you say, frying fish or chicken and peanut oil is the bomb. And, you know, we, I didn't even break out the big fish cooker. We got out the my mom's Dutch oven that we used to fry stuff in as a kid all the time. Did you feel it, it was more challenging frying it? No, you just work in smaller batches. Like, yeah. I've got one of the big double basket, you know, Cajun fryers, and I could fry that fish in two baskets. Yeah. But it took me, you know, I think I did – Five or six cookings. I drop three or four fillets at a time. Let them get happy. Fish for catfish fries really good at three fifty. So it's a little bit lower heat, but it'll kind of sink to the bottom, and you don't want to overlap it. You want to give the oil plenty of room to get all around the fillets, and then it'll start floating, and then you just kind of flip it over with the little spiders, um, and let it go until it crisps up, just to turns golden brown. It'll kind of stop cooking and float. That's when you know fish is done. Mm-hmm. And you just take it out and put it back on a rack and let it drain. And you can keep your oven on warm if you want to keep it. You know, if you, we had, we, we had, Waylon was doing French fries and like a little fry daddy type thing. Yeah. We, had, we did some uh, fries and hush puppies and I did the fish and we knocked it out. Yeah. Served it with some coleslaw that uh, Mr. Fake Williams grew a cab, head of cabbage yeah. and split it and took over there. My mom made some slaw and some, she made tomatoes. some fresh tomatoes cut up, bowl of dill pickles or uh, bread and butter pickles. And some uh, white onion. Brown beans and turnip greens. Man, you talk about a feast. <laughs> and then she made a coconut pie and a chocolate, chocolate pie. pie. That yeah. was really good. So we did it up for Father's Day. When you, You've you been talking about doing a catfish video. You have an old catfish video. Yeah, I need to redo it. That's a, and I mean, it's pretty much I just, the same recipe. Yeah, that's how I do it. I do need to do that. that that's a good idea. You still... Or the reigning catfish king of Mississippi. I'm the last and official catfish king. You know, yesterday was National Catfish Day. 
You think they'd catfish. let the catfish? You think they'd let the catfish kick? No, of Mississippi. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know how many pounds of catfish we grow in this state. They're unaware of your title. They are. It's and it's not self-appointed. I was deemed that Columbus, Mississippi. We gotta find that award. I know. I had somebody like, offer to buy it from me. They wanted to buy the title, the Catfish King title. So well, they put it in the restaurant. They owned a restaurant. We're gonna yeah. hang it up. No, man, I'm the Catfish King. I just want it. <laughs> this award does that like, just last for one year, or is that like for life? I don't know. That's what there I was, was talking never, to Jay that, about because Jay was, you know, he won Memphis and May ribs last year. So well, they've postponed Memphis and May. He's two time rib champ for the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't take it away. <laughs> they didn't take it away. So he's rain, still reigning yeah. two years in a row, rib champ. Two years in a row. If he gets canceled one more year, he's going to have a three year run. <laughs> I don't think they count it like that. <laughs> I do. Uh, you I do. do. In your book, well, and see, they canceled that Columbus contest. Didn't have. Yeah, they don't even have that. that contest. That was the last catfish award they gave out. So to me, it's like maybe that's a contest we need to fire back up. The annual Catfish King contest. I could get behind a catfish contest. Man, that'd be so much fun. Just a big fish fry. Yeah. Everybody and come, you, you pay, you get a catfish plate, and everybody turns in. You let them judge it, and you have a tartar sauce contest, a coleslaw contest. Best hush puppy? Well, that would be a good one, too. The best hush puppy. I'm liking this idea. Yeah. We've been talking about doing a small contest at the new. Yeah, at the new office. Yeah. There's there's room there, I think, to do yeah. something. I mean, you couldn't do a monster. Very You'd small. have to limit it. Yeah. I mean, get a few teams in there, though. Fifteen. Especially if you had some fryers going. Mm-hmm. Everybody brought a fryer. The only problem is you need to get one of the old disposers. Yeah. So everybody can have something to put their used oil in. Yeah, definitely. So we did get, uh, we are officially have a new. Officially have a new office. We're going to be. Uh, well, you don't want to call it the headquarters. You want to call no, it the mothership. Is that. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. I ain't got a name for it. It's going to have uh, our own like podcast studio in there. We're going to have. Uh, possibly a small little shop. Possibly a gift shop where you can come in and buy your favorite killer hog stuff. I hope. I hope to start up. I hope to start. Uh, I'm gonna make a like a kitchen uh, set where I can go over there and cook. We can, we can film out of the rain. That's and... a warehouse space. So yeah, we can film out of the rain. It's gonna be good. It, I, I think I think it's really gonna work out. It's here in town in Hernando, just across town, a little bit bigger than what we have now. Yeah, a lot bigger than what we have now, like seven times. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, a little over a thousand. It's like seventy five hundred square foot. What uh, we have now is a um, old house. Yeah, it's old house converted. We got we're in the actually living room right now. I got our den in it for the fireplace. We have fleas. <laughs> well, they're under the. I think it's from the wild cats running around outside. The wild cat that lives underneath the, the old house. house. Well, there's no telling what lives underneath this thing. We have we had a mice. A mouse. A mouse. We had a mouse. That's I don't know if we got fleas anymore because I called the exterminator and they've been. Putting it to it. When the mouse got crawled up on your desk and looked at you, that was a drawing point. Yeah, because you'd been telling me you thought there was one in your office, and yeah. I was sitting there at the computer, and I look over, and this little mouse just comes right up and stops there and looks, stands up, looks at me. I'm like, What's up, Fifle? <laughs> he was just I chilling, freaked out. So, so I called the pest control people. I said, Look, we got an issue here. You just said there's a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that don't scare I me. Flipped out. I need to get Jamie to tell you the story about uh, a mouse and his toe. That's a good story. Oh, oh yeah. Where he wouldn't want to tell it on a bike. He wouldn't want the world to know, but it's a funny story. <laughs> uh, so we cooked jerk burger this week. That's it. Oh, yeah. This man. Nothing says summertime or makes you think of being on the beach down in the Caribbean than this burger. And it's, I don't know if it's just the, it's not, I mean, Burger's great with the jerk sauce on it. I took the 80-20 ground CAB, uh, certified Angus beef that I got from Superlow and made these monster, I got me one of the burger presses and I set it at a half pound and just kind of made me a burger. Chilled it back in the refrigerator so it stayed together, seasoned it with some AP and some jerk seasoning and grilled it like a normal burger and glazed it with a jerk sauce. That part was easy. If you the, were to The just... kicker to this is the, is the pineapple relish and the calypso mayo. Yeah. That's the two things. The jerk sauce is really good. The jerk sauce. You, you oh, gotta yeah. have all of you it. You gotta have all of it. You gotta have the elements. I mean, that could have easily been a pork chop. It could have easily been a chicken, chicken breast or burger. But those other elements will go with all of it. You can put it on a bun like that, and it is fantastic. 
And it really is one of the better burgers I've ever made. I agree. I, the first time you cooked, you made it, I, I thought this could easily be a burger contest burger. Yeah. And what was that? A, or a restaurant burger. A little over a month ago. About yeah. the first part of summer, something like that. We it was just all up. the elements. I mean, it had every element you need, you know, Yeah. to make a really great burger. Nothing too crazy. It all went together so yep. well. And that's what, I mean, so... We go to Jamaica or we've been to the Bahamas. They make like anything you get fried comes with this little spicy like mayo sauce, and that's no, what I was. That's what I was calling my calypso sauce, and I was like, "What are they? They're not doing anything hard to this." So I was in Kroger and I saw that Scotch bonnet pepper sauce. It's bright, like kind of orangey yellow. Yeah, they have it on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, is it on there? Good. I put good. a link. Did you put on a the, link. Yeah. And it's it's a really good sauce because it's a little it's like sweet. Six bucks on Amazon or something. A little sweet. It's vinegary like a like a hot sauce, but it's got a kick too. Yeah. So a little goes a long way. I mean, it's not burning down, but it's really really good sauce. And so I knew mixing that. It's a good burn, but it goes. It doesn't like stay. So I just did mayo ketchup, like I was making a fry sauce. Some of that, like two tablespoons of the hot sauce, and then season it with salt, pepper, and a you know, pinch of cayenne, I think it was, or white pepper. And it made a we've you've used that on, on a lot of stuff. Like oh, it's, we it's, um on the contest when we, we took some um wraps out to the contest, it's just yeah, like turkey lettuce cheese. Yeah, turkey lettuce cheese in a wrap and they had sliced it into little rounds. What do you call pinwheels? Pinwheels, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I was putting that Calypso sauce on that. It's good. Heck yeah. I mean, it gives, I've been putting it on everything. It gives something a different taste. I mean, you could do it with hot sauce, but I think that but flavor of that sweetness. Scotch bonnet sauce, it gives it a little sweetness. They must have something in there to give it a little sweetness. But so that goes on your burger first. That's your sauce. Well, and it's very, very like Caribbean, you know. And then you got to make the pineapple relish to top it with. So what I did there is... I could have cut up pineapple and just made it there, but I said, I'm going to take a step further and put it on the grill. Wake it, so I coated it with some brown sugar and jerk seasoning. I just kind of took a tablespoon or so. Of my, it was a couple of teaspoons of jerk mixed with like half a cup of dark brown sugar. Yeah. You got to use the dark brown. That kind of goes with the dark dark rum, that kind of Caribbean vibe. And then uh, took my pineapple, peeled it, cut the core out, cut it in spears, and rolled it, kind of dusted it with that brown sugar, jerk season, and let that sit, and it kind of just melts on the outside of it. And I put it on the grill before I cook the burgers and on a raised rack because you're really not trying to sear that. It'll burn real fast. So I just want What if get, you don't have a raised rack? Just Would do it offset, like a two-zone fire. You could throw it in the oven if you wanted to. But really, really, this one, this recipe, I mean, I'm saying you could cook any of them any kind of way. This one's made for a grill. Yeah. You could cook this burger and skillet, but do it on a grill. I mean, that's what, that's what this is about. And preferably, if you got like a 55-gallon drum split in half, turned over on its side with some pimento wood or burned down, if you got all that, you're set. But, you know, I did it on my PK over some <laughs> charcoal. <laughs> but so the pineapple spears go on the raised rack. They're still getting good heat. So you They're just, just not indirect. as direct. It's not, yeah, it's kind of toned down heat. I mean, I could have did them on the thing. I was afraid they'd get a little too hot, so I just yeah. did them on that rack. I was really just wanting to get some color on the outside. They don't get charry. They just no. kind of soften. Up there, they don't. They're kind of brown. The outside kind of browns. It reminded me of uh, the texture of that fireball pineapples I did when yeah. I wrote on the rotisserie. You're just kind of cooking the outsides of them because it's what it does. It sweeten. It softens up the, the the flesh of the pineapple, and it brings out even more sweetness. So we put the dark brown sugar on it and the jerk. That's kind of giving us that. I don't know. It's a rum-esque flavor to yeah. me, you know, with the pineapple. And, you know, I did those fireball ones. I don't do a rum pineapple, too. That's a good thought. But that's another story. Maybe that's a vacation pineapple. Yeah, that's a vacation pineapple. So I took those, got them browned up all over, 10, 15 minutes tops. It don't take long. It wasn't a long cook. I mean, uh, took the pineapple, chopped it all up. I had me a, a red, half a red bell pepper, half a orange bell pepper, and the yellow pineapple. So I kind of got these three colors going. And then I took a white onion, did half of that, chopped that up, mixed in a little parsley, a little cilantro, and just seasoned it. Salt, pepper. Salt, pepper, cayenne. and a pinch of cayenne, a dash of cayenne. And it made what I called a pineapple relish. You could have called it a salsa. To me, a salsa would have had tomatoes maybe, but I, it could have been a pineapple salsa too. It was so good. If I was making a Mexican dish, I'd call it pineapple salsa. If I'm making a Jamaican dish, I'd call it relish. We've been eating on it with just chips. It may, it's an awesome 
side dish just to yeah. snack on. But it's, it go, it would go on anything, too. You know, one thing I like about the way about... I did it on, we did it on fish tacos the other night. Yeah, Remember I made those fish tacos? That, I, had, I saved a few of those catfish fillets and blackened them. I'll talk about that. But um, what I like about the way you do that pineapple relish is when you cook it that way, the outside gets soft, but the inside's still a little... Has more texture, yeah. so you get both. So it's soft and sweet and crunchy too. You get yeah. some texture, yeah. Then that's what I do like about it. So when I build this burger, now I've been noticing comments. Everybody says you did everything right, so didn't grill the bun. If you want to grill yeah. the bun, fine. Why didn't you toast the bun? That was one of the questions. It's hot outside. I'm ready to be through. <laughs> it was hot. Normally I toast the bun. These just look too good laying there in the package. Yeah. And I said, well, it's gonna make a better picture and fluffy. If I don't toast it and put it, you know, if you toasted it, a lot of times they'll kind of sog or not sog, but they'll squish down. And I wanted it to stay fluffy. And I knew that if I put the lettuce on there, that was going to keep everything from, you know, sogging into that bottom bun so bad. And the top, I didn't care. I just kind of propped it up there. So, yeah, you want to toast the bun, toast the bun. But I didn't. And so I took the bottom bun of a sesame seed bun, slathered some of that calypso on it, Lettuce, tomato, pickles. And those pickles are my favorite pickles. They're Kroger Brandt, restaurant deal, sliced pickle. Yeah, they're just They're a little bit, no ridges. They're a flat little pickle, just like you would McDonald's get on a Crystal pickles. or McDonald's. Yeah, yeah and they, that's what they remind me of. That's why I like them. I can just eat them as a snack. They're called fast food restaurant, or maybe fast food pickles. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, but we've only can find them at Kroger. Kroger, it's the only place I've ever found them. Unless you, I don't even know if slicing your own. What I like about it, it's all one, like, I don't know, maybe it's not even a real cucumber. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but there's no seeds, so it's just like a smooth, flat pickle. They're super thin, and they go great on burgers. Yeah. <clears throat> so you get to set the burger on top of the pickle, a little extra drizzle of the jerk, pile it up with the pineapple relish, calypso sauce on the top bun on top, and you've got, you've got a... a one Jam- of the better One burgers. of the better Jamaican style. It's gonna, if it don't remind you of the Caribbean, something's wrong with you. Oh, it's good. You get you a red stripe, man, cold red stripe, or make some of that rum punch I've been making. Uh, some people had some comments and questions. What were they? Um, you got any? People, a couple of people asked, what do you think about adding cheese? Like, they like cheese on their burger. I mean, you could. I just didn't think this one. Caribbean. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, when I go when I go to Jamaica and I go get the burger from the the jerk, uh, jerk shack or whatever <laughs> they don't have they don't have cheese on them and you i mean if you want cheese on, i just didn't think cheese would go on that one yeah i agree um, but you could add it if you yeah you could add it if you if you wanted to put cheese on it do it i think it would take away to me jerk and cheese aren't two flavors that i agree they go um bacon too people asked about bacon you could add bacon peppery brown sugar bacon with a little bit of rum spritzer would be awesome. <laughs> you get some of that thick cut rice bacon, you sprinkle it with some brown sugar, and then as it's cooking, spritz it with some dark rum and just let that, man, and maybe sprinkle some more black pepper over the top of it too. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to try it. This is how his mind works. Yeah. Um, so people ask, how long did you keep the patties in the fridge? 20 minutes, probably 20, 30 minutes tops. I pretty much did that, then started the fire and let the grill come up. So and by the time, yeah, pineapples. and cook my pineapple. Yeah, so it was, it was 20, 30 minutes. I mean, they don't, they don't need a long time. I just like to do that because by the time you prang them out, it was hot outside. I portioned them out and I, pa- I pressed them. And if I went straight to cooking them, I have had burgers fall apart on me like that. But if you put them back in the fridge, let them kind of come back together, then cook them, it does. You know, That's better. I also did the little thumbprint in them to keep them from bubbling up because a lot of times a burger will try to turn into a meatball on you if you don't put a little indention in it. And somebody mentioned in the comments that you can put a pat of butter in that. that. I was like, yes, I should have done that. (laughs) So I will be doing that next time. (laughs) A butter burger. Is that what they call a butter burger? I don't know, but it sounds. (laughs) Um, What temp are you grilling those burgers at? Do you know? I put one chimney of charcoal in that PK. It was every bit of 525, 500, 525. It wasn't screaming like where we cook steaks at. Because usually if I was going to cook steak, I'd put that chimney and then like a half a chimney of unlit and let it get up to about 575, 600. But it was probably about 525. I would say a good medium high 
if you know is what you want. If you're cooking, like yeah. This. If you're cooking, you know, one chimney, one chimney on a grill opened up is plenty of heat. And then by the time you cook your pineapples, kind of to the side or in a raised rack, the, it'll be perfect. The great temp will be perfect, and you'll be ready to cook those burgers. The burgers took about twelve minutes, and yeah. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't temple, man. I know how burger cooks. It was probably one hundred forty when I took it off. One hundred forty-five. It wasn't like super pink on the inside or mm-hmm. anything. Like, and you let them rest for five. I let them rest, you know, five ten, ten minutes. minutes. And all we did for others, us to yeah. set up for the next shot. Yeah. yeah. But it's just a burger. You're just cooking a burger. Yeah. That ain't nothing. That's nothing to that. You don't want to overcook it. You don't the, undercook this, it. This recipe is special because of the combination of that calypso sauce, the relish, and then the jerk sauce on the burger with the seasoning. And you could use any jerk seasoning that you want. You know, if you yeah. if you got another favorite one. But I'm telling you, that element with the pineapple, and the grilled pineapple, then the relish, and then the calypso sauce with that scotch bonnet pepper sauce, and the, and then make that jerk sauce. It's it goes so well together. And the thing about all those elements is you can make them ahead of time. Oh yeah, if you wanted to. How do you think that calypso sauce would do as a jerk wing dip? Like if you instead of like add sour yeah. cream to it and make no. it a little stick. No, I mean you know it's kind of thin. <laughs> But I, you know how we do a ranch and we use, may, instead of putting the milk, you use a sour cream element to kind of stiffen it up. Yeah, yeah. And so it makes it more of a dip. I bet you could do that. And with that, well, add some sour cream. You might need a little bit more scotch bonnet sauce to give it some flavor, but I bet you it would be really good. I just, I love that clip, so. It's good. Yeah. It would be really good to dip all kinds of stuff in. That's when we would have conch, the Yeah, conch, conch fritters and Bahamas was in a sauce like yeah. that. Um, they I mean, they serve with a lot of stuff. Coconut shrimp served with it a yeah. lot of times in Jamaica. Um, you know, it's always they always have a little sauce like that. What you else could make a with? really great all kinds of sandwiches with it. Like it, you said, jerk chicken that, sandwich. That, and stuff uh, like that yeah, that would be really good. That pineapple relish would go great with a, a piece of grilled fish. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, we made those fish tacos. Yeah, there. yeah. You didn't have the clip so on the fish tacos, but I I went back and yeah. added just a touch. So with those, I took. Um, well, let me ask you one more question before you talk okay. about your. Uh, so somebody asked about putting seasoning in the burger mixture and like working a seasoning through the mixture instead of just putting in, putting it on top. What's your thoughts on that? You could. I mean, my thing with burgers is I don't like to overwork a burger, and by the time you put seasoning in there and you take it with your hands and you work it, you're pretty much making meatloaf at that point, and you'll notice that the texture is different because you're you're heating it up and then it's all combining and when you cook that burger it's packy yeah it might have some more seasoning and stuff in it but it's but the texture of it changes so when i do a burger you'll notice i just kind of portioned it out and put it in a ball just kind of got me a piece of it put it together put it in the press pressed it down and got it off yeah i didn't handle the meat much so you still get um texture inside it. it's like it kind of breaks apart and it's you know it's it's together but it's not all like a meatloafy texture. And that's what I think when you season it on the inside. You can put, I mean, if you wanted to, go for it. But I think it's better. I think it's you better if you season the outside. Yeah. by doing that. I mean, I want to taste the beef, but I can put enough seasoning on the outside of it to make it taste good. Mm-hmm. With everything else I'm doing to it. Especially so, with that CAB. Oh, that yeah. beef tastes so hey, good. Hey, look, we had, we only ate those two burgers, and then we put the other three in the fridge, and I we ate on them just patties, not even making burgers, and they still had a ton of flavor. Heck yeah. You know, all the way through them. They had good I mean, texture, yeah, too. Yeah, the texture was good. Cold. I ate. Cold, yeah, I mean, that was just like, <laughs> ate the burgers I'd, this I'd week. pinch a, you know, piece of burger Chunk meat a burger off. off, yeah. Put a little of that Calypso on it. <laughs> That'd be a little quick snack. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Really good. I highly recommend it. Um. So, 4th of July. You know, if I was going to, back week. on that cheese thing, if I was going to do <laughs> cheese on that burger, I would do two thinner patties and do a burger, cheese, burger, and then put the pine and not put cheese on that one and then put the pineapple on it. So it'd be like a double stack. What kind of cheese? Probably like pepper jack or something that yeah. wouldn't be I don't think your standard old, you know, cheddar or American yeah. is what you'd want to use. But I was thinking Swiss, pepper jack maybe too. pepper pepper jack would be more like it though. That'd be pretty good. I don't think it needed cheese. I don't think it did either. Yeah. That's not a cheese burger. Yeah. It's a Caribbean burger. Yeah. Um, so 4th of July is coming. 4th of July is coming up. Um, I'm going to shoot a video for it next week. 
if the weather cooperates and it's going to be a rip video. All American ribs. I don't know about all American. It's going to be my version. of so say America to me. America to me. He also talked about doing a dessert and yeah, a rib. I may do. It de- really depends on the weather. Because if it's too hot, I'm going to screw it. Yeah, <laughs> time. But I got an idea. I got. I mean, I just want to do a cobbler. I mean, it's been a while since I've done a dessert. I've done. I think I've done an apple cobbler before. I was mm-hmm. going to do something with peaches. But I am going to use apples in the ribs. I'm going to do my version of some good old American what American pie. Uh, what American is apple pie? Is that what the saying is, or something like that? Yeah, American is apple. So pie. I'm going to do my version of an apple pie rib, and it's. I think it's going to be really good. I think it is too. I've got it all worked out in my head. Or, are you going to add cinnamon to this at all? There might be a little in it because I want to use uh, apple butter in the wrap. Oh, okay. okay. And there's cinnamon and apple butter. But you're not going to necessarily add a lot of cinnamon. I'm going to use apple seasoning. I'm going to use apple butter in the wrap. And I'm going to make up an apple glaze. I'm going to add apple jelly to my glaze. And then so it's going to be like. Got it. That sounds what, good. It is. It's going to be real good. And I'm going to do a peach. And I might do a peach cobbler if I have time. Yeah. Peach cobbler's gonna be basic. I saw this gal cooking on Facebook, and she sounds like Dolly Parton. She, have you heard? You heard me listen to her, her voice. She's got to be she from likes, like but I already don't Appalachia like her. somewhere. <laughs> you don't know why? Because she just watch her too much. I, don't. <laughs> I just like the way she talks. <laughs> I know. And she's cooking like it That's was. She, she made a reference. It was like she's making this <laughs> peach cobbler, and it was like it, it's that easy. Because I remember my mom making. I mean, I made peach cobbler, but I used to use you know a mix or something. But uh. She was just like, it's a cup of, cup of, cup, and it come from, somebody said in the comments, it come from Steel Magnolias or something in the movie. It's like a cup of sugar, cup of flour, cup of milk, maybe? Is that what it is? Yeah, and a can of. Can of peaches and some butter. And that's all, and some, you know, so I can do that. I might do that. I don't get nervous. I'm going to sleep it up a little bit. I don't get nervous when you. Look at attractive women on whatever movies. When they're cooking or, something, though. Yeah, but when you start watching a woman cook over and over, I start getting <laughs> nervous. <laughs> like, this this woman's in, I don't know what she looks like, but she's honing in on my territory. <laughs> <laughs> she's cooking beans and taters. And I know, and stuff. she's calling them taters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she country. <laughs> so, uh, and then we're going on um, vacation. Taking yep. the kids. Michael's going this time. Yeah, we've had our we've had our fun. Time to take time to take one of the team and take a kid somewhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna go uh, to the beach. Yeah, again, again, and go deep sea fishing again. Ooh, I've got a deposit down on a trip. I looked at the weather: thunderstorms, 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 wind. You know what that means. I'm not going. I ain't getting on a boat. <laughs> I'm be the first to tell you. If I look out there and it's choppy and it ain't, nope, y'all can take my spot. I don't care. Here's the money. I can take that as a loss. One of us has to go. Uh, I'm going to send a surrogate in my place. I don't know who it's going to be. Find some old salty deck can. Take this boy. <laughs> Did you see that thing you were telling me about on the on, uh, was it on Facebook? I saw that. It's like something you wear on your wrist. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you order one? Uh, yeah, I've ordered all kinds of stuff. I ordered ginger. Did you order me one? Because I need one. It's like you don't wear it all the time. You put it on when you start feeling it or something. Yeah. What it does to you. It's supposed to be like a pressure point type situation. Did you, did you really order that? Yeah. Oh, I need one. Okay. I've got Dramamine, ginger. That stuff I've got don't all work. Kinds that don't stuff. work. I know that stuff don't work. This stuff thing probably don't work. Now that I've heard Heath's side of the story, I'm thinking that there was more to this <laughs> problem y'all had on the boat it than was just not. seasickness. What do you think it was? I think y'all had too much fun the night before. No, no, no. <laughs> that didn't have you never to had, do with You it. could never have too much fun. I thought a country song about that. <laughs> never had too much fun. I got to get Heath on here because uh, he tells a, a whole different story. Yeah. I'm sure everybody's got a different story. <laughs> it's not a whole different story. It's just uh I, I may not have made me look as bad as I probably was. 
Because it was pretty bad. And I thought I made myself look pretty bad. He said you were whining. I was. He'd go, oh. I don't remember that. I don't think that happened. And he'd say, are you okay, man? You'd go, I don't know. <laughs> I was not okay. It was evident. I was in, I was in duress. I was waiting for the, I told him, I said, we got to call Mayday, man. We got to send a daggum helicopter with a little extra large, the XXL basket to get me out of here. I was ready to scoop down and get out. Anything would have been better than rocking on that boat. I've been there. It's horrible. Uh, uh, yeah, but we should have had Heath and Jamie come on and help you tell that story. Cause that would have been a good one. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have another one here in a few weeks. <laughs> another <boat> story. <laughs> I hope not. Uh. hope this one's pleasant. Well, that's all I have. Hey, that was a good podcast. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us today and listening. And We'll be uh, back next week to talk about 4th of July. Yeah. And, and then it'll probably be a week off. Hopefully we'll have a rib video for y'all to check out. Maybe some dessert. Y'all, for real, give that jerk recipe, jerk burger recipe a try. It it's good. very good. It's a if, little. If anything, just make the pineapple relish and try it with chips. And then if you like that, go ahead and do the rest of it. Because. <laughs> That's it. Well, Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How To BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. And there's a new update for the app, so y'all check that out too. We'll see y'all next week.